everybody gather near the doctors in the house so lend them your ear the things he can say might even make your day he might even help your pain go away the doctor is in the house the doctor Hey, ladies and gentlemen, the doctor is in the house. This is Dr. Ron, host of Dr. Ron, unfiltered, uncensored. And I do welcome you today with an attitude of gratitude. Because an attitude of gratitude not only boosts joy and general life satisfaction, it is also the single best predictor of good relationships and benefits both your sanity and your physical health. And that can be measured by measuring neurotransmitters, serotonin, norepinephrine, dopamine, cytokines, sugar, testosterone, oxytocin, and that stress hormone called cortisol. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's have an attitude of gratitude during this week. It's always quite tough. And let's continue to use our imagination and our logic, which are formidable individual powers that we have, so that we can separate out the BS, know what's good and know what's bad, and have a vision for what we want in the future. Ladies and gentlemen, this program contains general medical information. The medical information heard on this program is not advice and should not be treated as such. You're encouraged to confirm any information obtained from this program with other sources and review all information regarding any medical condition or treatment with your physician. Well, I want to, again, I, the, the people over at Feedspot, you know, they... We keep making that top 50 list of doctor podcasts on the web, and I want to thank them for that. And you can go visit, you know, feedspot.com, and they have a listing uh, of our podcasts. I really, it's just, uh, I didn't ask for it. Uh, they uh, reviewed doctor podcasts and listed us in the top 50. So thank you for that. I want to give a shout out to um, Alicia. 
to Destiny, to Kate, and to all of our friends in Malaga who listen to this show in English. Thank you so much. Muchas gracias. And uh, last week we talked about what can happen with uh, hormone disruptors and how it's important to pay attention to what you put on your skin. And uh, I was looking through some some of my old notes and looked uh, and re, re, I was looking at notes from about Flint, Michigan, and that lead the debacle they had with the water and the the municipal lead in the municipal water supply. And then just this this week, I see an article that says the silent toxin that's destroying kidneys. You know, as we get older, and we have to think about this stuff. But of course, I don't. I don't mention it a lot because a lot of people just turn turn you right out when you say, you know, you could have kidney problems. Well, that's not me, right? I got news for you. It could be you. Nearly every senior has at least some declining kidney function, and about half of all folks past the age of seventy-five have full-blown kidney disease. So, if you want to turn me out, that's fine. Tune me out, turn me out, but uh, it could be affecting you because you know you probably don't even notice it because the, in the early stages they're not even diagnosed. You remain undiagnosed, and a lot of times your 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 uh, doc won't even pick it up until it's pretty much advanced. So millions of Americans it seems, are living in blissful ignorance of this problem. And one of the causes of it is right in plain sight. Guess what it is? Part of, part of it is in your drinking water. Drinking water is a sick issue right now. Because good quality is really, really tough to get. And, you know, you read headlines that say lead in water is, quote, within safe limits, unquote. But guess what? There is no safe limit for lead. I mean, whenever is it reasonable to think that a toxic product has a safe level? It shouldn't be in there in the first place. These government standards, ladies and gentlemen, are nonsensical and are dangerous for people who have declining kidney function, and that's the elderly. So there's an allowable level. Okay, I'm not even going to go there. And... Uh, it is 0 0.015 milligram per liter. If it goes above that, the, your local authorities are supposed to take action. Do you really think they just rush out to fix that problem? Look at Flint, Michigan. But a new study of patients on dialysis finds that levels a third lower than that safe limit can lead to declining function and they base that on hemoglobin concentrations of lead. So, you know, you, you got to believe it's, it's not doing any of, of us any favors either. Those of us 
And those of you, I am over 75, but those of you that are under 75. Now, maybe we should all be contacting our local water supply company and find out what our lead is. See if they get the water tested independently. Or just assume that there's a whole lot of that stuff in there. Because I bet you it already is, and it certainly is. And you know, U.S. drinking water routinely contains other unwanted contaminants beside lead, like other metals, antibiotics, fuel residues, hormones, and more. And then the stuff they actually put there on purpose, fluoride, we've talked about that, how it lowers IQ levels, chlorine, no thank you water company. So, you know, another reason to think about filtering your water using reverse osmosis, but you have to be careful, right? There's always a a compromise. There's always uh, something else you have to watch out for and that you can strip out a lot of minerals that you need in your water. But bottled water is not as clean as you think. A lot of them have those forever chemicals we talked about last week, the uh, fluorinated compounds like the Teflon problems, which lead to a whole host of other problems. So filter your water. If you can't look for a look for spring water that is bottled in glass, artesian water, also known as mineral water, that might be a help. That might be a help. So metals are part of a, a group of uh, uh, metals that are called heavy metals. Okay. And that also includes arsenic, cadmium. You have to, uh, you know, it just, how do you look out for all this stuff? You know, because heavy metals are just not safe. They, 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 they can ruin our mitochondria. So we have to uh, detox them, right? And you know, they're, they're one of the uh, major causes of death now in the United States is lead poisoning because of all the lead we, we get into our systems. All right, so look, let's, before we talk about any treatment, do you, how about your lipstick, ladies? And some gentlemen, I guess now. How safe is it? Have any idea? How safe is your lipstick? So let me uh, find my note on that. So the... U.S. Food and Drug Administration has identified 400 different lipsticks with levels of lead. Isn't that something? You ever think about that? When you put that lipstick on, you could be, you have lead in it and it's getting into your system. How about eyeshadow? Virtually every cosmetic product that has been tested in one study contained potentially dangerous or proven toxic heavy metals. 
lipsticks, deodorants, shampoos, and other personal care products do not usually undergo testing and many times do not contain a, com a complete list of ingredients. So if you apply your lipstick several times a day, what? You could easily be, be ingesting high amounts of lead over the course of your lifetime and, and whatever else is in that lipstick. So chemicals are not only ingested, but as we talked about last week, the largest organ of your body, the most porous organ of your body, your skin, absorbs these chemicals. So ladies, heavy metals are common in your makeup. There's a report out, if you want to look it up, it's called Heavy Metal Hazard, The Health Risks of Hidden Heavy Metals in Face Makeup. It comes out of Canada. They tested 49 different makeup items. What did their testing reveal? 96% had lead. 90% had beryllium, 61% thallium, 51% cadmium, and 20% of the products actually had arsenic in it. And most of the products contained an average of four to eight metals. And they contain the metals that are a high concern to your health, like arsenic, cadmium, lead, mercury. In Canada, they, they require and they carry a toxic designation. So not just from your water. You can get lead from your cosmetics and personal care products. And the Environmental Working Group has found metals in 24 lip glosses. And the average woman, woman reported reapplying their lipstick up to 24 times a day. So yes, so maybe each individual application has a very small amount of lead. The cumulative, however, the cumulative applications contain much, much more than what's allowed. If anything, I mean, you know, they say they have an allowable limit, but I'm telling you, Toxic products should have zero limits. Okay, and as I said, we're just, and today we're not talking about cadmium, cobalt, manganese, and other toxic ingredients. So you think there's a long-term cost of, of uh, using products with heavy lead in it? You think it could cause cancer? Some people think it is and can. Lead acetate is a color additive used in hair dyes and lipsticks. The EU, the European Union, has banned the use of this additive, additive because it was linked to reproductive problems. On a whole, the United States is lagging, ladies and gentlemen, far behind when it comes to chemical safety. The European officials have banned or restricted 1,300 chemicals or groups of chemicals. 
from using cosmetics. Just think about that. 1,300 chemicals in cosmetics. Compare that to the FDA, which has prohibited or restricted a mere 11 ingredients. And guys, you know, you're part of the problem too. You know, if you just sprayed yourself with a scented product, something that is scented so you can be more attractive, you probably have some heavy metals on your body also. So there's lists out and you, you can look them up. I mean, the lipsticks, the top five, I'll just tell you, were Maybelline, L'Oreal, CoverGirl, and another couple, two more L'Oreal products, and safer ones were listed as Coastal Classic Creations, W3, 2, People Extreme Lip Gloths, Mala Mineral Galaxy Lipstick, Organic Infused Lip Love. You can look them up. So you can get lead in your cosmetics and your lipsticks. Okay, so how about your calcium supplement? You know, we don't recommend that on this program. I don't recommend it. I should talk it over with your doctor. I'd rather you, rather you take uh, adequate doses of vitamin D3 along with K2 and magnesium. But, you know, calcium products, natural calcium products, you know, formulas that are made from oyster shell, had measurable or excessive lead contents. So you think you're doing yourself some good. You're preventing osteoarthritis by taking calcium. Well, you may be poisoning yourself with lead. And you would think that over the years, this would be getting better and people would take uh, notice of how much lead is in this calcium products and ask the companies to decrease it. Well, recently, independent researchers tested 27 commonly used calcium supplements for lead content. And to be honest, calcium and lead are naturally found together. But it, the, they found this the excess of levels of lead that was a big concern. And surprisingly, only 10% of the supplements met the U.S. acceptable daily lead limit. Again, it should not be anything acceptable, but there is an acceptable limit. And nine out of 10 calcium supplements tested did not meet the safe limits for lead and contained excesses of amounts of lead. So if you're taking calcium, which I don't advise, do not take the chelated calcium supplements. They had the most lead. And then, again, I'm not talking about the other metal contaminants like aluminum, because that has been found in calcium carbonate supplements that are labeled as oyster shell or natural sources. So what can I say? Heavy metal poisoning is extremely rare, but you may have it 
enough of it to cause you other problems. You know, you may have not enough to uh, knock you out, but it may cause causing you fatigue, confusion, mood changes without killing you. So it's important to start removing the sources of your exposure. Okay. Be conscious of what type of work you do in your environment. See if there's occupational exposure. Okay, really important. And one other thing I just want to mention while I'm on the subject of lead and heavy metals. Metals that are particularly detrimental. Metals are particularly detrimental to what? Their mitochondrial function. Your mitochondria are the engines of your cell. There's, if you have a hundred trillion cells, you got 300, 700 trillion mitochondria. And metals act like antenna in your body. They attract electromagnetic fields. And then these electromagnetic fields in turn impact your body's metabolism Right? You wonder why so many people have chronic fatigue syndrome? So, you know, like everything else, there's a cascading effect of all this stuff. So, at least people began to, to be more conscious of lead. when the Flint, Michigan scandal uh, was publicized. And the press really focuses a lot on what lead can do to children. But as I said, even with kidney disease and elderly, lead exposure in older folks can lead to all kinds of uh, setbacks. You know, and what concerns me is memory loss and cognitive decline because most older folks are concerned about dementia, Alzheimer's disease, Parkinson's disease. And if you have a heavy metal exposure that is above, way above the legal limits, it could look like dementia. And your doc may not even consider it because. You can you think about lead poisoning in children. And lead exposure can also cause joint and muscle pain. It can wreak havoc with your gut. It can make your blood pressure go up. And these are common problems in seniors, wouldn't you say? But I wonder if your 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 family doc or your primary care caregiver even thinks about lead poisoning. So, you know, old age cannot be cured. It's an incurable disease, I'm sorry to say. But lead poisoning in seniors can be treated. It can be treated. 
You know, so I guess if someone has dementia and has chronic pain, they should be referred to someone that can treat lead poisoning. It's called the, the procedure is called chelation. But you have to think about it to be treated about it. So this is what we're talking about. Lead poison, lead exposure, and what it can do to your system. And not just children. I, I want to focus a little bit on adults and seniors. And I, I think the research that I'm looking at uh, is discovering that exposure to lead in grown-ups is much worse than we anticipated. There's findings from a team of U.S. and Canadian researchers that said that hundreds of thousands of Americans die every year due to this heavy metal, a number that's 10 times higher than it was originally thought. You know, it can hit you in the heart too. These researchers discovered that adults with the highest concentrations of lead in their blood have a 70% greater chance of dying from heart disease. Did you ever think of that? So Flint, Michigan did bring lead to the front burner from the back burner for attention in tap water in children mainly, but it also is affecting adults. And it's just not a problem in Flint. It's sort of a major health hazard for adults, especially seniors. So there's something else also. New findings from five major research facilities, including UC Berkeley, Cincinnati Children's Hospital Medical Center, These researchers tracked 14,000 adults for 20 years, two decades, and concluded that nearly 20% of the 4,422 participants who passed away during the study died because of their exposure to, you guessed it, lead. Because they found that lead can damage vital heart cells, the cells that line your blood vessels and can contribute to the plaque. So it's not just cholesterol, cholesterol, cholesterol. Lead can trigger a heart attack. These researchers say that removing lead to protect your ticker can accomplish more than statins or aspirin. And we have already talked about how it can affect kidneys and its effect on kidneys then can result in what? High blood pressure. Well, thank goodness we don't have to worry about lead and gasoline and paint. Only older homes that have, uh, have lead in their paint. Lead plumbing fixtures, faucets, pipes, fittings. You know what? Those, those fittings and that plumbing can leach right into your drinking water. 
But say you have no lead in your house. You know what? The service lines that bring water into your house could be made from lead. They're not doing anything about it. Why? Because of money. I saw an estimate that it would take about $45 billion to, to get rid of the lead from these service pipes. So you, really important to filter your drinking, drinking water. And the, you can look for filters that remove lead. And I would also advise filters that remove chlorine and fluorine. And one other thing that I, I want to just refresh in your memory, because we don't talk about it, never drink or use hot water from the tap. Because the, the heat makes the lead higher in content. And remember to run your tap water for a few minutes each morning before putting it in your coffee pot or, or drinking it. And the, the, you know, the CDC is, is not a, they really have fallen into disfavor with this whole scamdemic of COVID, but you just almost can't believe what they say. So you need a good primary care physician who will listen to you and, and thinks outside of the box, especially if you want to live longer. You know, there's a, there's some people that say, if you want to live longer, call your realtor or travel agent because the American life expectancy is not increasing, it's shrinking, right? We've talked about it, it's in the papers, it's in the headlines. Other companies are up, even Nigeria is up, but not the United States, it is dropping. Now they're gonna blame it on the COVID, but that that's another, another scamdemic. I mean, they, you know, we had no flu deaths. Now we find out the PCR test was just picking up flu and not COVID. Maybe someday we'll find the truth. Total number of deaths the past two years have been the same. So I don't know why they say <clears throat> there's an increase in decrease in life expectancy was due to COVID. But you know, we have had an increase in suicides and alcohol poisonings. Right? But we've also had a, a jump in liver disease. Awful diet advice. And awful organ damaging medications that are given out like cancer. I mean, like candy. And remember, as I say, death by modern medicine that does not even include death by a, that of Americans that are killed by legal prescription drugs. There's a big storm out there and no one's talking about it. I mean, no one's even talking about lead and getting the lead out. The actuaries, the ones that work for insurance companies, they really know what's going on because they are, they're financially motivated to get it right, right? They don't mess around. And some people think that the actuaries are, have got it right. And they are saying Americans are a dream come true for insurance companies and pension plans. Why? Because 
they die ahead of schedule. That means these companies can make more money. Broad deal for us, huh? But a great deal for uh, those big corporations. But we don't have to flee the country. We still live in a great country. We just have to be smart about it and take our lives into our own hands. We have to be the CEOs of our own body. But the standard advice we've been getting, even from this, uh, you know, from the government bureaucrats like uh, Dr. Phony Fauci and the rest, I mean, it's the reason Americans are dropping dead ahead of schedule. So stop worrying so much about the mainstreamers, huh? Excuse me. <coughs> you know, we spend so much money on these cholesterol medications, but, you know, lead can cause plaque. Or we need to get it out of our bodies, chelated out of our bodies. And we can start by what's on our dinner plate and what we put in our mouth. So I see we have the someone in the room. Thank you for joining us. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm down here in Florida and there's a lot of pollen out there today. Sorry about that, folks. Okay, so we, you know, I keep threatening to have the program on medical errors because it is the third leading cause of death in the United States, and that is only hospital reported deaths. So we got to get into that, I know. One other thing about lead before I go on to the next topic. How many Americans are turning to protein powders and drinks? A new study shows that many of the top selling powders and drinks contain concerning levels of heavy metals. And guess what they are? Arsenic, cadmium, mercury, and lead. And they have the other toxins like we talked about last week, the BPAs. That's found in some plastic containers and food liners. As we said, they are linked to cancer, brain damage, reproductive issues, hormone disruptors. Now, this was a nonprofit organization called Clean Label Product Project. Sorry, Clean Label Project. They found that virtually all of the 134 products tested contained detectable levels of at least one heavy metal and 55% tested positive for BPA. Remember, BPA was supposed to be removed from all plastics. Well, you know how that goes. You know, we've heard this before. There was a 2010 consumer report study that detected arsenic, cadmium, and lead in the 15 powders. There's no safe limit, right? Plant-based proteins have higher contamination levels. Why? Because plants are prone to absorbing heavy metals from the soil. Whey and egg proteins had lower levels of heavy metals, but they were in there. And buying a product that was labeled organic did not reduce the chances of getting a contaminated product. 
In fact, they noticed that organic protein supplements had higher levels of heavy metals on average than non-organic. Why? Because they were plant-based. They absorbed the, the metals from the soil. So you would think Americans are woefully deficient in protein, but we don't. We don't really need it. Really, um, the vast majority of people get plenty of protein, and that's from <clears throat> Maxine Siegel, who has the Consumer Reports Food and Testing Lab. We probably don't need these anyway, but if you're going to use one, you want to try and determine if it has heavy metals in it. So just a few tips um, for detoxing. Lemon water is great for detoxing. I don't know if you know about Dr. Axe's uh, detox formula. Let's see if I can find it for you. No, I'm sorry, I can't find it right now. But it, it, it's basically lemon, uh, filtered water, uh, cinnamon, and organic honey. That'll get the job done. A good, good, a good glass of water in the morning. Chlorella is also good for detoxing heavy metals. Garlic can protect the, you against the damaging effect of heavy metals. But there's not a lot of clinical trials, but that, that is what a lot of people take. In animal studies, chlorella, as I mentioned, increased urinary and stool excretion of mercury and other heavy metals. Cilantro, again, in, in animals, not in humans, that was studied. However, there was one in 32 children, I could tell you about, three to seven-year-old, with lead-exposed parents found that cilantro extract given for 14 days did not decrease lead concentration in blood or urine compared to the placebo group. But we haven't, they, you know, I, that was the only study I could find in humans, three to seven-year-olds. And there's lots of <clears throat> unapproved methods of oral chelation or, or binding up these the heavy metals so they can be excreted. One that has been uh, talked about for years is a sauna, getting, out, getting these heavy metal, metals out through sweating. So good, heavy exercise. Get yourself, work up a good sweat. You'll remove some of them. Okay, again, there's, there's not a lot of clinical evidence. But, you know, just keeping your body strong, having a superior interior, making sure you have enough antioxidants, <clears throat> and take, uh, you know, like supplements like glutathione and alpha-lipoic acid. Okay, these uh, vitamin C... Selenium, that's an essential nutrient. You need that for glutathione levels. In fact, you know, as we talked about during the year, selenium is also one of the minerals that 
is advised for people to take if they think they're coming down with COVID. As is zinc, zinc is an essential mineral. So again, uh, I think you should, a good place to go with this is to your primary care, either your care provider or a naturopathic physician. And maybe do a liver, a liver cleanse and trying to get these, these metals out, especially if you have cognitive dysfunction, digestive dysfunction. I'll tell you what to avoid farmed fish. How many times do I have to say that? Just make better choices when you eat fish, please. Wild caught is ideal. And especially if it's local. Non-organic foods, we've talked about how they increase your exposure to chemicals, which can make your, make you feel worse. Again, you know, I like this website, ewg.org. They have a whole list of foods on there that you should either try to buy organic and, or don't eat it at all. They have the dirty dozen they publish, publish every year. And be careful of the alcohol, okay? Be careful of the alcohol. And do take your probiotics, okay? Now, some people will, will advise you to take activated charcoal. Um, I have a particular like for liquid zeolite, Z-E-O-L-I-T-E. Easy to take, has not been known to interfere with other, uh, to, uh, to decrease absorption of, of other supplements or drugs liquid zeolite. Uh, we sort of like that around our household. And uh, drink plenty of water. Okay. Drink plenty of water. Apple cider vinegar. Do you hear about that? It really has been working to cleanse liver and, and your lymphatic system. Okay, so that plus the lemon water. Just some great ingredients to uh, help you with the cleanse. If you've had a metal impl implant, ladies and gentlemen, like a hip, and you're having some symptoms that you didn't have before the implant, having pain, you're having some heart problems or whatever. There is a, there is a, a disease called metallosis, mainly associated with hip plants, hip implants. Some of this uh, metal can get into your system. So um, you might want to just think of that if you've had a metal implant and all of a sudden uh, you're just not feeling good. It could be due to the metal from that implant. And the, your, your physicians can check you for that. All right. So ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Dr. Ron. <clears throat> Our podcast is Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored. Uh, we are on, you know, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, you name it. 
Dr. Ron, Unfiltered, Uncensored. I guess we have close to 400 podcasts. I'm doing this solely to, just to provide you some education, things you're not hearing from other, other sources. And I want to keep repeating that there have been so far no deaths from vitamins. And yet you'll be reading in the paper that this Senator Durbin and trying to outlaw vitamins and put heavy restrictions on them, but nobody's dying from them. Well, people are dying from pharmaceutical products. People are dying from them. There are black box warnings that are going on to drugs. And most of your physicians and your primary care doctors don't even know about it. A black box warning is the FDA's most serious warning for drugs. So they're, they're put there to alert us to uh, serious side effects like cardiovascular events, cancer, or death. Zeljans made the list. You see that on advertised a lot of treatment for rheumatoid arthritis. So they're not uncommon, but you know, it's hard to find, find out what they are. According to one report, more than 600 medications have black box warnings and 40% of people are taking at least one drug that has a warning attached to it. Umara, Latuda, Abilify, Celebrex, Shantix, Selective Serotonin Reuptake Inhibitors, Pradaxa, Euloric. These are just but a few that I'm just picking out of this article. And you know, when you look at this, this, this article and all these drugs, you, you got to think that drugs that are being used now are really dangerous. And sometimes these dangers don't manifest themselves until the drug has been on the market for many years. And natural approaches, lifestyle changes, nutritional supplements that can be used safely and successively are not being talked about. And they could be, in some cases, used in place of these drugs. But mainstream medicine is resistant to, to using them. So if we, if we can get our physicians to think outside the black box and, and go to uh, resources like clinical toxicology, their 37th annual report shows zero deaths from any vitamin. No deaths from homeopathic remedies, Hispanic medicine, no deaths from herbs. I could go on and on and on. So we have to get our, our medical establishment to think outside the black box, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, I told you who this is. I appreciate you listening, and we will return next week. And uh, maybe a, a combination show where I give you some information about things you're not hearing on mainstream media. And I do have to talk about deaths from modern medicine. This is the third leading cause of death in the United States.
And it's probably higher because, as I said, that's only deaths in hospitals. So I'm, I'm trying to get some statistics on deaths from pharmaceutical products. And I guess we add it all up, it, it could be the, the number one cause of death. Because all we hear about is heart disease and cancer. Uh, I, but I think uh, modern medicine is, is not doing the job, especially with the amount of me- money thrown into to this profession. Really heavily influenced by the pharmaceutical companies. And you can tell that by watching, if you do watch television at night, all the pharmaceutical ads. You know, we're coming into this world with a statin deficiency, with a calcium deficiency. It all has to be fixed, right? We come into this world with a vaccine deficiency. Like the human race never existed before vaccines. Okay. Have a great day. We will see you next week. Okay, Freddie, take us home. Hey, everybody. Dr. Ron's finished for the day. I hope you got some good wisdom for what the man had to say. And it's all about good health. The man you got to see. He has a lot more answers for you. So tune in next week when the doctor is in the house. Or when the doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you. I'm sure he can tell you just what to do. The doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house. So if you have a pain, call the doctor. If you have a strain, call the doctor. Let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. See you next week.